Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. Yes, let's get started. You know, it's really interesting to me to um, learn about people who have really successful careers and then they just turn them upside down and do something totally different and they're still amazingly successful. And that's what our show is about today. I have two executive women, Donna Skell and Diane Patterson, on the show today, both of whom came from very successful business backgrounds. So let me just tell you, Donna and her husband, Antone, owned Cosmopolitan Lady, one of the first workout places just for women. I used to go there. In fact, that's how I met Donna. And I actually, many years ago, started my speaking career because she started asking me to do speaking engagements, and that led to, today, all of the things I'm doing in speaking. So I'm glad to welcome Donna to the show. Thank welcome. Thank you, Valerie. It's nice to be here. Thank you for asking me. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad to have you. And what you're doing now is called what? Roaring Lambs. I love that. <laughs> Roaring Lambs. She's right. the executive director. And I'm going to ask she and Diane in just a minute to tell us all about that switch. So, Diane Patterson, you were doing... Um, I was in the corporate world. I was um, an executive with two Fortune 500 companies, Trammell Crow, CBRE, and another Fortune 500 Prologis before I started Forward. And today you are the executive director and founder of the letter four and then capital word. So let me just start by asking both of you, whoever wants to start, first of all, what were you doing in the business world that you really enjoyed? And then from that, <laughs> how did you come to feel like you wanted to do something else? And what are you enjoying most now? Who wants to start? I'm happy to. <laughs> oh, good. Go I for mean, it. I would say there were really three key things that um, I loved in the business world that really propelled me to start uh, forward today. So the number one was I loved when I saw that my encouragement to other women gave them confidence to do things they didn't think they could do. Mm. So that was number one. Um, my strengths are building organizations. So I was always COO of the companies I mentioned. So, you know, just the ability to build an organization from nothing was um, something that I love and is challenging to me. And then the third is my faith is my number one, it's my strength. And um, it had gotten me through some tough times and also been a part of a lot of, of 
triumphs. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to help women see that um, combining their faith and integrating it in all parts of their life can make them overall just such a better person. Mm, that's fabulous. So I'll ask you first, and Donna, I want you to share the same question, which is, how did you then, you were successful, you were doing a lot of wonderful things, you were doing your passions and your strengths, so what caused that diversion into starting forward? Yeah. Well, the corporate world, especially when you're working for a group of leaders that you really believe in and you love the culture of the company, um, it's a great place to be and it taught me a lot, but it didn't allow me to spend the amount of time that I spend today around what I'm truly zeroed in, passionate about. You know, I didn't spend all my time focused around women. Uh -huh. And um, I was building organizations all the time. And I had to be careful about where I brought my faith out. And I know the most important thing was to just be like Christ, not talk about Christ, uh -huh. um, in order to affect the workplace. But being in a place where I can be and talk about Christ, be like and talk talk about Christ, plus combine that with um, really empowering women and um, building an organization that there's no other like it um, just has been really rewarding. That's, that's fabulous. All right, Donna, tell us your story. All right. Well, I know why you had Diane and I on on the same day. Yes. We have a similar history. Uh, I loved working with people, especially women. I liked helping them uh, be all that they could be and take good care of themselves physically. Uh, and I loved uh, being able to use my gift of encouragement to help them uh, enjoy coming and working out and, and seeing that they could accomplish their goals. Um, I changed professions not by choice. Uh, in my situation, it was a major change that took place uh, with the company, with my company, and I was all of a sudden finding myself in between opportunities, trying to decide what I want to do next with my life. And I too want to incorporate my faith, and I want to encourage people, and I wanted to uh, help them learn how to share their story of what God has done in their life. and. That's what I'm able to do with Roaring Lambs. A lamb is a Christian, and a Roaring Lamb is a Christian that's unashamed of the gospel and wants others to know Jesus Christ. So uh, God took me and all the skills and talents that he had given me and is now using them for his glory. Both of you are pretty passionate about <laughs> this new direction. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go back to... Um, the calling you said we, you felt called there have been times in my life where I have felt a really strong urge mm -hmm. you know a nudge that's what I would interpret but certainly there must be more to it when it is so strong that you take such an, a, a new path that was that is and still is I'm sure really challenging so Donna, you were between positions. Mm -hmm. Yes. So how did you get to Roaring Lambs? 
Well, I had been part of it since it started. Okay. It started as a Bible study, and I happened to be in that Bible study since the day it started. Um, but, you know, I, I used to work for someone, and one of his favorite lines was, if it's to be, it's up to me. <laughs> and I just took that as truth. But what I found is it's not always truth. If it's to be, it's up to God. And God led me uh, to take this position with Roaring Lambs, and, and he really allowed all the pieces to fall in place. I didn't make it happen. Hmm. It just happened, and that's how I knew it was of God. I didn't go out and seek it, but all the pieces seemed to fall into place in his perfect timing, and that's how I knew I was called there. That makes perfect sense. When things are, you know, when we're little gerbils and we're just we're running on that track and we, after all, we're all three, many of us listening mm -hmm. are type A's that are going to make things happen. We're going to figure it out. And when it's right, <laughs> when it's doing it right, right, don't you find that it just is a lot smoother, yeah. right? So I would ask you the same question. How did you just know it was your your purpose, your depth of purpose. Yeah. Well, um, I my life was interrupted. Um, I had worked for Trammell Crow, who got purchased by CBRE, and I was on the executive teams of both. Love the people I worked for in both those organizations. Still dear friends to this day. Um, but one of my classmates um, from Harvard Business School came to me and offered me a uh, three times what I was making. And at the time I thought I had this passion about something about women and faith and the workplace. And so I thought, you know what? You know, I just need to go for it because, um, you know, if this doesn't work out, I can move on to what I'm really passionate about. And what my brother said to me, you know, I went to work in June of 2008, and we all know what happened in the mm -hmm. fall of 2008. Oh. And um, I had structured my contract so that I would not be away from Dallas, Texas, where my family was, except one night a week. Well, when a company survive, trying to survive, and you're one of six on the executive team in Dallas, Texas, and the rest are in Denver, it's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so the CEO and I came to together and we just said, you know, this isn't working for me and it's not working for them and we should just end this relationship. And we, you know, we're friends to this day. We ended it a, in a positive way. But my brother said, God knew what he was doing. If you would have stayed at CBRE, you would have never started forward because mm -hmm. you loved what you did and you mm -hmm. loved the people you worked with. Mm -hmm. But moving on to a place you'd only been eight months, God interrupted and mm -hmm. moved. And so it was much easier for you to, to move to what he really called you to. Mm -hmm. And today I just get so much energy from what I am blessed to be able to do that I know that it has to be God. Mm. You know, it reminds me visually of both of you saying in your lives there was a door slammed. Not eking to be shut, <laughs> right. but slammed. And I'm just realizing how many times in my life that's what's happened. Sometimes I realized, okay, it's slammed for a reason. Sometimes I just was that gerbil and tried to keep going. So in your cases, both of you went forward, 
Now, <laughs> tell us about how simple and easy it was, even since it was a new purpose and your purpose. Was it easy? Is it easy? What are your challenges? Yeah. Donna? Well, I would say it's easy, but it's exciting because uh, God's good, and He provides all the solutions to any of the problems we need. We just have to wait on Him and watch for His hand at work in it. I think some of the challenges are finding leadership, mm -hmm. finding the right people to do the right jobs, and uh, hoping that they're already equipped to do the tasks that you want them to do. Uh, People's always the biggest challenge, people I think. People issues. Mm -hmm. Okay. What would you say, Diane? Yeah, it's funny. When I speak, people ask me, you know, what was the difference from the corporate world to the not-for-profit world? Uh. Well, I'm very practical. So I say things like, I didn't have an executive assistant anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, Teresa was just my teammate. She was amazing. Uh, I didn't have the tel tel uh, technical people that would come to my desk and say, oh, just let me take care <laughs> yeah. of it. And they handed right. it back to me five minutes later, whereas now I have to figure it out. Oh. And, you know, it's, it's things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other part of a not-for-profit versus a corporate is if you're profitable corporately, mm -hmm. people will give you more budget or mm -hmm. they'll invest more in your company. When you're running a not-for-profit and, you know, we serve 160,000 women now just eight years later. I mean, it's been explosive, but we do it by programs revenue but we also depend a lot on contributions and right. so that was a new world and a new challenge <laughs> well just so that everyone is clear about exactly what the two of your organizations do in case they want to look them up later and we'll put the website up for you at the end keep going on that diane so what exactly is forward and what do you do yeah and you can find us at ww.4 the number four wordwomen.org. Um, so Forward's vision is to build a global community of Christian women in the workplace. Why? So we, we can help them reach their God-given potential with confidence. Mm -hmm. And we do it three ways. We do it through our digital community, which we have 160,000 our local groups, which usually meet monthly, okay. and we're in 26 cities. And then we have a mentor program that we've had over 500 peers graduate from, of which you've been a mentor, and I'm grateful for that, Valerie. Thank you. So it's just amazing to see what God has done with this ministry. I would have never thought we'd be serving 160,000 in 2019. Right. So you're national, you've got that much of a growth, which obviously says you are doing it right. What about you? Explain what this 40-year-old organization yeah. called Roaring Lambs does today. Right. It started just as a Bible study, as I mentioned earlier, but now we are all about helping Christians amplify their faith, being able to confidently and effectively share what God's done in their life so that others can come and know Jesus Christ. Uh, we have a wonderful workshop that we teach. 
uh, that uh, helps you look at your life from the 30,000 foot view and find those places in your life where God was most active so you can share an experience mm. that you've ha had and how you've seen God's hand at work in your life. <clears throat> we have a radio show where we give people the opportunity to share their testimony with the world. What's it called? It's called A Time to Dream. Okay, A Time to Dream. Time to Dream, and we help people uh, hear real-life stories of how people came to Christ and the difference that He makes in their life. And then we have books. We've taken the testimonies that we've had, and we've put them into books. We're, we're on our fifth volume. We have four volumes of stories of roaring faith, and they're real stories of people that have come to Christ and share the difference he makes in their life. Are these on Amazon? They Donna? are. They're on Amazon, and they're also on our site at roaringlambs.org. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to hold it up so people can see it. And you have, let's look at your books too, Diane. Well, when we launched Forward, and I was really blessed to have Bob Buford, who many of you might know who's now deceased, but Bob really said, if you're going to start this ministry, you really need to write a book as a foundation. And I always say, because I said to Bob, that will be a miracle, because <laughs> I hate to write. Uh, but Bob helped me with that. And so uh, Work, Left, Pray came out as we launched, which is really a story of... Um, my life plus 16 other women so you can really learn from mistakes we made or things that we actually uh, maybe made good decisions and then the second one which came out in um, 2018 is my favorite it's a devotional for women in the workplace um, that a hundred women in the workplace from Mrs. Bush's chief of staff uh, to a Fortune 500 CEO, Cheryl Batchelder, to a woman that felt called to be a nanny after she graduated from college. So it's uh, got uh, devotionals by a hundred different women that make up a year in it. Two really good books. Mm -hmm. What would either of you ask the other? Have you thought about asking you know when i get with peers i'll say well what's going on with you well how's your business well tell me about this yeah is there a question you would ask each other or have well you know we were with each other before we came to see you today because we're friends and i just love hearing donna shared her story and shared what was going on with roaring lambs i think a lot of times when we just listen to each other's stories, mm -hmm. well, she just taught me some things about <laughs> venues, actually, for, for galas. So um, you always learn when you listen to stories. What about you? Uh, I would say my biggest question to anybody who's running a nonprofit is how do you find new donors? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> new clients? It's yeah. all this, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, to me, that's the hardest. We don't have a, a person designated as donor development. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times that just falls on either me or just praying a lot. Mm -hmm. But uh, finding folks that can get excited about your ministry and then because it is nonprofit, help financially. <laughs> okay. So you've had some good sharing time this morning. When... Uh, when I'm with people and I'm asking them about their business and their career and how they're doing, I always want to know about the who. And I know that's very much about what you do, too, the who you are. 
So for young people today who are emerging leaders, men and women both who are out there and they're excited and they're remembering our days, mm -hmm. right? When we didn't know what we didn't know and that gave us a lot of confidence because we just plowed forward and we made things happen. What are you seeing as trends, good or bad, in young people today as they are seeking their purpose? Mm -hmm. Well, I would recommend that they find a good mentor. Mm -hmm. And Diane can probably help them with that. But young people need to be mentored. They need mm -hmm. to find out uh, from people that have been there, done that, what works and what doesn't work. And so I think finding a great mentor is a key for a young person. That's really good uh, mm -hmm. advice, mm -hmm. and I think most of us realize that's important. I'll add one thing to that is through my life, I have found mentors, I won't say that word, I will say people who have given me advice, and boy, do you have to listen to the right voices. Mm -hmm. So I'll tag on to say be sure it's a mentor that's coming from the same place mm -hmm. and can give wisdom, not just opinions. Right. 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 What would you mm -hmm. say, Diane? Well, I thank Donna for <laughs> saying mentors because we, it, that's where we see life changes is mm -hmm. through our mentor program. Um, and I think to tag on to that, and Valerie, I loved what you added because you know, because our mentor program is faith-based for professional women, mm -hmm. all of our mentors come from that perspective. Um, but I also shared our kickoff call with all of our mentees that not only should they look for mentors, but also sponsors. And I people that they get very close to that will be willing to put themselves on the line for you. And I know there were executives at Trammell Crow that had to have around the table said, I think Diane Pattison's the right person for this role because mm. they were willing to take a risk mm. in a very male-dominated industry. Mm -hmm. um, so having sponsors and then, of course, your network is critical. Mm -hmm. Network is critical. Everyone should be on LinkedIn for sure with mm -hmm. the right bio and a good picture. Mm -hmm. That's that's one thing too. All right, so things sound great. Both of you and all of us have challenges personally. So I would just ask either of you to be vulnerable and share with us, you know, what are some of the crappy things that have happened to you or challenges that you have to deal with? Mm -hmm. Who wants to start? Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. Because <laughs> Where to start, right? Well, I'm in a good place right now. And so uh, it's hard for me to think of challenges because things are going well right now. Now, isn't that interesting? I'm sorry to interrupt, but that is such a positive attitude that you've forgotten the yeah. difficult times when the good times are being celebrated. Go ahead. I think a challenge would be not to overwork, you know, to mm -hmm. make sure that you have breathing space. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I'll go home and take out my computer and climb on my bed and open my computer and start working again. And I think 
it's important to remember that there are times to work and there are times not to work, but to enjoy your family, enjoy your husband, enjoy, you know, clean your house, uh, rest, <laughs> you do that all too. those th- things too, right? So I would say live a balanced life. Well, that's another teachable point of view, and you gave me several. One of them I want to point out that it's a little bit related. You said, Donna, leaving a lesson learned with all of you, you said the best way to handle your external, and it's on the screen, circumstances is with your internal condition. That's exactly what you just said. Yes. That, right. isn't that's it? how you balance your yeah. life. If if your internal condition can't meet the needs of your external circumstances, where does that leave you? It leaves you depressed. It leaves you frustrated. It leaves you uh, doing things or saying things that you don't mean to do. So mm-hmm. it's all about your internal condition to make sure that uh, you know God's word, that God is in your life, that, that you are a good witness to others, and just uh, to make sure that Everything that you need to meet the world's circumstances is within you. It's on a rock. Yes. It's not going to be moved. Right. Mm-hmm. The other thing, Donna, that you said is um, I call it leaders having grace under fire. But your teachable point of view was very specific on that. You said someone is always watching. Yes. And I bet you can talk to this with your challenges. Someone is always watching your behaviors, your actions, and your words. And so in those times when it isn't wonderful for you, people are watching you then too. So I want to go to you, Diane, because I know you've had some very major things going on with your life. Well, thank you, Valerie. And I do love what Donna said. I mean, I think just having some a little bit of space is so important. There's so many times, even today, mm. <laughs> I felt like the Lord was telling me what to do. You know, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, you know, of what I should do once I got up this morning. But I'll go back to, you know, challenges. Um, you know, I think God always uses things in your life to help you grow. And, you know, I went through a divorce, and I think that really helped me become desperately dependent on him mm. but also much more compassionate you know my son my oldest son um, made some really bad choices for four years and um, you know he's very open and allows me to share the story around you know choices around drugs sex and alcohol and fortunately you know my prodigal came back four years later and you know now he can really help other kids mm-hmm. you know and and it when i share that story i always have moms that say you've given me hope, hope. i've got a son or mm-hmm. i've got a daughter that's going through this and you know the fact that your son is became a youth pastor you know now he's married with an amazing wife and he's got my first grandbaby oh, i mean you know wonderful. to give him that hope and then last of all, as you know, Valerie, I have a daughter, Annie, who is um, my inspiration. Mm. Uh, she's had a really tough six years with her um, nerve pain and some other issues. And um, I just, every day, I think about, you know, Lord, you are her strength. And she is such an inspiration to me because of the way she deals with each day as it comes. 
And you know, uh, those of you who are watching on, on YouTube, you see this beautiful woman, you see both these beautiful women, you would never think anything has been devastating in their life. And you are living with little Annie that I've met. Annie, I know you're listening, so this is for you. <laughs> when I met you, and each and every time I see you, which isn't that often, you, you do, you almost have a halo around you. She is living with incredible, incredible pain every day. But you talk about somebody saying, well, I've lost my mojo. I just don't know how to get back up. Well, I'll just point them to Annie, and I bet Annie will have some things to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not a life always that's perfect. And you also gave some wonderful lessons learned that I want to share as well. Um, and, and many of these are very definitely about your previous business as well as now. One of them was how to un understand your employees, right? You And, and I loved this. It's one thing to say, I think I know my employees, but you added specifically, this is your logical mind, use assessments to learn their strengths, and that can help build together a team that leverages those strengths. Yeah. So assessments aren't bad. No. They shouldn't be be all to all, but they certainly can give help. For sure. In understanding them. Then you said, uh, understand your client <laughs> that's pretty important and don't waste time outside of that focus mm -hmm. oh <laughs> stay focused in other words your last one charge for your services okay listen up audience this is interesting coming from a moment of faith you are saying charge for your services and stick to the pricing if you don't people won't value them mm -hmm. oh but diane i just you know i just feel like i i need to give back again and again and again all right yeah quick advice well what i would say is if there's somebody that can't afford there's typically somebody that will sponsor them but you really do have to set something that ties to the value of the service you're offering mm -hmm. um, because then people will value it and don't be afraid to ask yeah yeah and donna you had one more i don't want to let go you said there's always enough time to do the things god wants you to do right so many of us struggle with time management and yeah. how to do everything but there is always enough time to do those things that god wants you to do this has been so fascinating to have you on the show and to see that when you find your passion the thing that is your passion and also you when you find something that you just know is your purpose yes all the things around that challenges health issues whatever you're much more able to overcome them so thank mm -hmm. you for sharing from the depth both of you mm -hmm. and on the website again you can go to both of theirs which is forwards is the letter the number four word dot org forward women women dot, dot org, org okay yep. and dot org <laughs> dot org 
I want to thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Valerie. You're so welcome. This has been great fun. For those of you who are listening, um, remember, too, that all of these things around really helping, I'm going to say, leaders be their best. Someone asked me the other day, Valerie, what do you really do? And I used to say, well, I own a leadership development firm, and I blah, 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 blah. And the person interrupted and said, no, no, no. What you really do, Valerie, is help leaders do it right. Isn't that the essence of it? So if you're interested in my helping your organization or some of the executive coaching I might do in your organization, you know how to reach me. Now, I have a Valerieism for you today, and here it is. <laughs> Practice your craft and then practice it again and again and again. You'll never hit the mark without putting in the practice. And very quickly, what I want to say about this is I wrote uh, articles every month for Southwest Airlines Magazine for 10 years. And I can't tell you what I learned through that because for 10 years, every month, the editors were redlining and telling me to edit and redlining and another edit. I can't tell you what I learned in 10 years, 120 articles. Now I can say I am a writer. <laughs> All right, that's it for now. Bye. Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.